Uh, we're in Acts chapter 2. Um, so if you uh, want to get your Bibles out or turn them on, open them up. Today we're looking at uh, awe. Awe. We had Easter two weeks ago uh, where we looked at Jesus, he sacrificed for us, his resurrection from the dead, paving the way for our eternal life, uh, for everyone who trusts him. Uh, Last week we looked at Pentecost, that was the miracle and Peter's speech about Jesus and all the people heard it in their own language, we heard that last week, um, which closes like this in Acts chapter 2. In verse 41, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church, about 3,000 in all. 3,000. Um, uh, we've just fixed our baptistry here because it was the drainage was a problem and the coating was all wrong. Anyway, Kevin Smith, who is Kevin here? No, he's probably coming to the next one. Either way, yep. Anyway, Kevin fixed it before he went away, so we're ready and we're going to do some baptism soon. So if you thinking, I haven't been baptised and I'd like to be, or if you trust Jesus but you've never been baptised, then you need to. Um, it's just an obedient step towards that. We'd love to talk to you because you can just join in when we uh, baptise people in the coming weeks. Just let me know. So, uh, about 3,000 believed. So they had these few disciples in the upper room and there's a few other uh, others with them, maybe 100 or so, we don't know. And then 3,000 people get added. Here's the first church or the beginning of the church so what happened next verse 42 all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals including the lord's supper and to prayer a deep sense of awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miracles signs and wonders And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So I thought let's be practical today. Um, everyone who's just willing to, um, bring your title deeds to your properties and just line them up on, along the front here and we'll distribute it to those <laughs> in need around us. You think I'm joking. <laughs> uh, look, this is, um, this is narrative, okay? So this is descriptive, not prescriptive. Meaning, this is, this, is, this, is, this is what happened. Acts is a narrative. It's a story of what happened. It doesn't mean that everything that happens in there has to be reproduced literally. Right? So we're just saying the Holy Spirit moved and 3,000 people at one time joined the church. And here are some generic statements about what that produced. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And they sold property like people divested themselves of their assets for the sake of those in need um, around them. That was happening in this community. They didn't all sell all their property because they met in homes. For, um, you know what I mean? These are, these are statements about the kind of thing that was happening across that community. It's, um, when I say, you get what I mean when I say it's descriptive, not prescriptive? Um, there are lots of people who've taken this... Uh, end of Acts 2 passage as a, as, a pres, as a prescriptive. This is how the church should look. This is how everyone should, you know, we should have common money everywhere. 
and um, we'll live in a commune, and we'll share everything, and we'll look after the needy uh, around us that way. But it, um, it goes as well as the hearts of the people involved, if that makes sense. In as much as your life goes as well as, the, as your heart is too, it's about this, it's, it's not about organizing ourselves into a, a, um, a system or a, a structure that is somehow more godly. It's about what happens in hearts when the Holy Spirit overwhelms us with awe. They started sharing everything they had with those in need. They worshipped God together every chance they got, every day. Doesn't mean all of them every day, but you go there to that temple on any day of the week and there are going to be believers in there worshipping God. Uh, They welcomed people into their homes and God did these miracles amongst them because a deep sense of awe came over them all. Uh, Interesting this word that Luke uses here because Luke who wrote um, the Acts of the Apostles, uh, he also wrote... uh, a uh, gospel, one of the um, accounts of Jesus' life. He uses this word through that gospel in these ways. Luke 1, verse 12. When Zechariah, who is the father of John the Baptist, um, when he goes to the temple to do his normal duties because he's a um, he's, he's priest. And, um, and, and, uh, and an angel comes and tells him what's going to happen and he doesn't quite um, believe and so he's struck dumb, mute, can't say anything. And then John the Baptist is born to very elderly parents that way, and they're all arguing because angels told him that this uh, boy's got to be called John. And, um, and they're all arguing about they wanted to call this boy Zachariah, and normally it's the father who names the child, and, 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 um, but he's, he can't speak because he's been rendered mute. Um, and he writes on, a, on a, a piece of paper or tablet or whatever they use there, his name is John, like that. And as soon as he does that, his mouth is opened and he praises God um, effusively. And uh, all the people there were filled with awe. Um, also, this one. I love this. Luke, Luke uh, 7. Soon afterwards, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain. And a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son. So understand this in context. This is the only provision that this lady's going to have ongoing. It was a widow's um, only son. And a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. And he walked over to the coffin and he touched it. And the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. And the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear, that word, awe. Awe. Swept the crowd. And they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. This is awe. Awe interrupts us. Awe shifts us. Awe stops us where we were and reorients our life. And, our, and, our, and the possibilities around us and the, and the way we see the world and what we were headed for and what motivates us or just um, jumps into our life and goes, no, not that, this. Specifically, or is, oh, God. 
the reality of God. God has visited us today. I can't be as I was because, did you see that? Did you feel that? Did you experience that? Did you, did you realize? Did you, did you know? Or And this is what happened to the new believers in Jerusalem. Awe, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And they gave away their stuff because they wanted to. And they opened their homes to others because they wanted to. And they worshipped God together at every chance because they wanted to. And, and they prayed for the impossible because they wanted to. And God moved powerfully in miracles amongst them. When was the last time, I asked myself, that I felt the awe of God overcome me? When was the last time we were so taken with the reality of God that it radically shifted what we wanted and moved us to be sacrificial in generosity, radical in hospitality, open-hearted in worship, expectant in prayer? Imagine, um, imagine a deep sense of awe overwhelming us even now. Imagine if even as we worshipped, um, as we sang, as we imagine, ow, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop it, stop it. I'm helping. Yeah, helping? You just interrupted. That's strange. It's supposed to make you generous and hospitable. What? Instead, you just seem angry. Let me try again. <laughs> no, look, knock it off, will you? I'm not trying to knock it off. Just tap it hard enough so you feel it. <laughs> feel what? The sense of awe. Oh, Matt. You know that's not funny. It's an object lesson to help the kids understand what you're talking about. So hitting me over the head with a paddle is an object lesson. It's an oar. What? It's not a paddle. How would that work? All the believers were overcome with a deep sense of paddle. <laughs> Doesn't work. Has to be an oar. Okay, wow. And it's not an ether oar. It's not a what? It's solid. It's real. It's actual. It's not some weird, vague force out there in the ether. It's not an ether or. I'm so lost. <laughs> Look, we're talking about the deep sense of awe that came over the believers. Yeah, that's awe, like A-W-E. And, like when it, and when it did, it changed them. It, it what? The awe. It changed them. I think you better explain. Okay, deep sense of awe. So just imagine you're walking along. Not me. If you like. Okay. So you're walking along and you meet someone who needs some help, but you ignore them. Okay. No, not okay. You ignored them. <laughs> oh. So? So we could leave it there or... <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> Ow. Now then you go... Oh. <laughs> Or, yes, okay. but then you remember God and how generously he helps you all the time. And you go like... <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and then you go back and help that person. Generously share your things and your time and your home or whatever. And then God and the whole community celebrates, don't we? What do we say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's, oh uh, no, this is you. <laughs> See, that's what happens when a deep sense of awe comes over you. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this. How about you close your eyes and I'll hold the pedal? No, for... no, 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 no. <laughs> dad, dad, stick to the script. <laughs> It's the same for worship. I can't be bothered. I don't even like this song. Oh. 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 You know that one. Oh, when something seems impossible and you go, oh, well, no point praying. And you give up. Oh. Hey. 
Mate, you know that won't work. Well, why won't it? Because you can't just follow everyone around whacking them on the head. And how would you know what was happening in their heart? And can you tell? And even if you could, who are you to whack anyone? And even then, or doesn't come from outside, or, or comes from the inside. From inside? Uh, yeah, from deep within us. Yeah. Well, I could try, but I reckon it would really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we going to be overcome by a deep sense of awe? Well, How can we be shifted inside so that we want to be generous and hospitable and so we pray for miracles and we want to worship God? How can we grow into this beautiful life and community that God has for us when we're motivated by awe? How? Oh, you asking me. How? <laughs> I'm not sure what you... Wow. You do all that work and set you up for the perfect moment. How? And he says, what? Are you asking me? <laughs> well... That was a long walk down a windy beach to a cafe that was closed. <laughs> Kids, never work with animals or old Oi. people. <laughs> I'll have to let him explain it to you longhand. But hey, if you want some lessons in awe, I'm available. See ya. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Ow. Uh, awe is not a discipline from the outside. It's not a whack around the ears. It's or is inspiration. Uh, or comes from God revealing something to us that resonates so strongly in the depths of our soul that it shifts us at a fundamental level. Um, so if I don't want to share my stuff with someone in need, I don't have a generosity problem as much as I'm missing or. Um, God is offering us a greater revelation of who he is so that in our 24-7 lives we can live more in the light of the reality of who God is and what he's doing. We can welcome a little more awe when we're stopped. God, this is the life. You are the life. You are the life. You are, um, you are you know, the things that we sang um, before. I can't even remember the words, but I'm thinking this is all. Where we go, that's who you are. That's who I am. That's who you are. That's what you're doing. That's the life. Not this. That. What you want for me, God. Um, and now that's why I want to share and I want to welcome and I want to worship and I want to ask you for the miracle. You know, one of the marks of awe in this Acts passage is all the miracles God was doing. It was the start of the church. The Holy Spirit was poured out. Probably more miracles there than we'll see here this week. Um, but... Is the Holy Spirit less powerful now than he was then? No. But can we do any miracle? No. It's God's power. And God's power is always pointed at what he wants to do. Um, so it's not so much we demand the power of God here, but God, we're open to what you want to do. And you want to do amazing things. Yeah, you want to do... And miracles even amongst us. I don't want to demand that God does anything, but I don't want to limit what he can do because I think he mightn't. So I'll say that again. I don't want to demand that God does anything, but I don't want to limit what he can do because I think he mightn't. Um, I used to be a lot more um, concerned about that. I've told you, if I've told you these stories before, I'm sorry, but um, this is my story. So... Um, <clears throat> I ha I've got alopecia, well, I had alopecia, so you lose your hair, patches of hair. It's autoimmune disease. I'd been told by the dermatologist that it wasn't, that it wasn't going to return. I had bits missing all over my head, and, um, and I was on a track to 
um, just being bald, which I was not okay with, but I said I was okay with. It was just vanity. Uh, uh, anyway, this lady came up to me in the church we were in, and she said, uh, can I pray for your hair? I said, no. <laughs> um, I'm fine with it. Just go pray for someone with cancer or something. This, this is just, it's not even life-threatening, right? She goes, no, I really feel like I should. And I was like, oh, if you need to. She put a hand on my head, and she said, God, help Danny's hair grow back on his head. <laughs> um, and it did. I, I, why did God do that? It's just hair. But he did. And then I came back, so I went to the dermatologist. I said, this is what happened. This lady, she was like, well, pfft, there you go. Um, there you go. I come back to uh, church months later because it takes a while to grow back in. And she goes, yeah, hair's back. I said, yeah, on my head, but I'm still missing bits on my arm. She goes, you didn't tell me to pray for your arms. It's a true story. And she prayed for my arms and my hair grew back. Uh, following year, I was at an Alpha conference. Uh, like we were, I was leading the Alpha course as part of the ministry I was doing and we went to this Alpha conference. It was in Sydney and Nicky Gumbel was there. He's the main guy across the Alpha stuff and, there were, and his people were there and he was talking about uh, Alpha and specifically uh, the Holy Spirit and what that... And I'm, I was like, nah, in my seat, right? <laughs> and then he says, now we're going to worship and Charlie McAsee, who's the uh, guitarist they use at Holy Trinity or used to, comes out with a guitar. And he understands thousands of people in this auditorium and he's just got an acoustic guitar. He says, now we're going to worship. And I thought it was a joke. And, um, and strum, 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 strum. And he sings The Strength of My Life. I don't know if you know that song. Old song. The strength of my life. I'm like, what is this? Like, we're ready to worship and there's this little... And then he says, now we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. Um, so if you want, it's what I did last week. If you want, just open your hands like this. And I was like... Well, that is the opposite of hype. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no, like it felt like this. Like this is just an ordinary room. Um, and so I put my hands like that and he goes, Holy Spirit, come. And I was absolutely overwhelmed by God. And not just me, the wave across that room was incredible. I actually remember thinking, Oh no, I'm going to speak in tongues. <laughs> um, which didn't happen. <laughs> but I was very, very sure that God shifted me then. I was, I was overwhelmed with the presence of God. Now, God's not more present, because He's always present. But my experience of Him, I was just overwhelmed by God. Then this guy gets up and says, I've got this word for this community. And that's this. There is four people or five people is a number of people in here who are going deaf in their left ear. And they're worried because their auntie went deaf in their left ear. Now, there's thousands of people there, but that's pretty specific. So come down because God wants to bring healing to you uh, today. And I was there with a friend. And, um, and we watched these five people go down the front. I'm going, wow, that's, if that, that's Okay. So we're driving home, uh, back to where we're staying, and my friend goes, I'm a bit bummed out because I'm going deaf in my left ear, and my auntie went deaf in her left ear, but I saw five people and I thought, that's the quota. 
But I've just had this experience of God, and I went, can I pray for you now? Yes, I put my hand on his ear. God, can you heal this guy's ear? Like that. Just awe shifts our prayers because we believe. Not that he will, but that he can and that he wants to move in power. All makes our prayers braver. All makes us share our stuff more easily. And all motivates worship. You know, when you start singing a song and it's just words, but then, and you're looking around, but then a line catches you. You are life. You, are, you bring light to the darkness. You, you restore every heart that's broken. Great, great are you, Lord. When it's, when it's you and God and you're actually looking at him, it moves you. How can you just sing that song? Like you don't have to jump around and lift your hands like I do. Or, but in your heart, how about a bit of awe? It, it motivates worship. Or invites others into, come into my space, come in close, I'm welcome, you're welcome, not because of you or me, but because look at Jesus. Or invites others in. Hospitality, generosity, prayers for miracles, worship, these are all products of awe. Um, And they generate more of it. Because when you see this in a community, people go, oh, no pun intended. (laughs) It's noticeable. Because it's God. It's because it's God. Um, and the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. When you're like a little more awe in your 27, 24-7 life. I can't give it to you, uh, but Jesus can and he wants to. How about we all open our hearts now? as we sing. And all through this week, let's look to Jesus, focus on him a little more and experience together a little more awe. Uh, Let me just pray. Uh, Jesus, um, this is you. This is you. This is our God. This is our creator. This is our heavenly father. This is our our Lord and our savior. Um, This is God who is one, expressed to us by the Holy Spirit. And we welcome you, God, and we want more of you. And we want a greater appreciation of who you are, and we want a greater experience of who you are. And we want, we want a stronger sense of your priorities for us and your desires for us and your will for us and, and your heart for us and your joy over us and the, the destination that we have in you and the direction that we're going in this life, which is all about your priorities and what you want. And Father, we, we want to open our hearts to you more and more um, to know you. We want to experience even now your, uh, your conviction of our sin, your forgiveness, the, the cleanliness that you bring to our lives, the freedom that you bring to us to know you and to move freely in your spirit. We open ourselves to you again in Jesus' name. Amen.